I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old Mariner calling out to those who are in our listening audience, especially thinking of those who uh, think about many, many of our listeners are what we would call Bible-believing Christians. God bless you for being there. A lot of people, sometimes they email us or write to us and tell us they're thinking about this. They uh, they have begun to read the Bible. I'm just, I'm so glad, whoever you are, and whatever condition it finds you in, I'm glad that you're there. Thank you for welcoming us into your home or wherever you're listening, uh, your office, your boat, uh, wherever, uh, your computer. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be part of your life at this particular time. The book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 10 and 11. We're going to take an Old Testament story here and give it some New Testament application. Old Testament story. Those things that were written aforetime were written for our admonition. They were kind of examples for us as, as, we, as we read. Uh, by the way, if you hear us and you'd like to correspond with us, we're as close as the old computer there. That's www, part of the World Wide Web, just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That will bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. Uh, look at some stuff. We'll surf around a little bit. Stay, as we say so often, stay away from the pictures <laughs> and uh, leave, us, leave us a note. Joshua chapter 2, the context of the passage, Moses has died. Joshua is at the helm. They're moving forward under the very power of God. And uh, what happens, they're fixing to begin to enter into the land of Canaan, a land that flows with milk and honey, a piece of land that God gave Abraham, Isaac, and confirmed with Jacob, triangular piece of land from the Nile over to the Mediterranean, and just as tall, uh, we think about getting into the mountains of, of Lebanon, way to the top, a triangular piece of land. What's, what's happening? These people leaving the old Sinai, Arabian Peninsula, they're going to come into this land. What's people's view of that? All right. Joshua sends some spies across Jordan. The first city they get into is Jericho. They're going to look around and see what, uh, uh, what they face as far as battle is concerned. And uh, there they have been befriended by a woman by the name of Rahab. They lodge there. She actually hides them makes a way possible where they can escape. And this woman said this about these people that were coming her way. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites, 
that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, it says, whom he utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. It scared us to death. And thinking about you people being so close to us, my friend, it put the fear of God in them. It said, we have heard. We have heard. We have heard. I, they heard what God was doing with these people. These people actually, we think about the nation of Israel, actually represented the very power of God, and that power put the fear of God before those who were lost. Now, instead of spending so much time with that, you know that story. Let's give it some New Testament application. What represents the very power of God in this age? We know the work of the Holy Spirit, yes. We think about believers. Now that I'm saved, my friend, salvation, fill with God's Spirit. And now, as far as believers is concerned, as we assemble together, we call this assembly of believers church. We think about a local church in our area. I am the mission pastor. Now, I'm director of Fishers of Men Ministries International. Yes, we plant churches all around the world. But right in our own harbor, we have planted the Fisherman Baptist Church. I'm the mission pastor. All right. I receive no uh, salary from uh, this church. I am a mission evangelist, a missionary. But as far as this work is concerned, what are you saying, Brother Mon? As people drive by this church, it should put the fear of God in them. You said, what are you saying? People are scared? No. They should know that there's something going on there. They should know that God is working in that place. They should know something supernatural has taken place and is taking place in that church. It should put the fear of God in people just to pass by the place. Sad that some churches, it almost does the opposite. People drive by the church and they laugh. They said, look at that church over there. They laugh. Something happened there. Something happened with maybe the staff of the church had to do with immorality or theft or, or whatever it is. They laugh. They should not laugh. My, my friend, it should put the power of God. We think about it. It should represent the power of God and then put the fear of God in people in the community that's lost without Christ. You know, if churches... If the, if the church is to grow and God is behind it, what should people hear? Too many times they just hear the wrong thing. You know, they hear we have this beautiful church. Having a beautiful church, does that put the fear of God before anyone? Uh, no. It could uh, raise someone's curiosity, you know. We think about the Fisherman Baptist Church. We're down here on the river. We're right on the Bon Secours River. The people said, ah, oh, if I ever go to church, I'd like to go down to that church right on the river. They even have a pier. You can come to church on a boat. They even baptize people. We think about immersion. They baptize people at the end of the pier that's there. Wow. But does that put the fear of God before folk? No. That maybe provokes someone to just drive by or maybe to be in one of the services. It has nothing to do with God's spirit, though. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Someone would say, well, I've had people tell the wrong thing. I've had people say, down at that church, uh, what they do, uh, and, and people that has attended our church has said something like this. What they try to do is cram their beliefs down your throat. Now, we, we don't do that. In teaching, we teach the Word of God, yes. In preaching, we preach the Word of God, yes. But you have to take that. 
We don't try to cram that, cram our beliefs or our statement of faith or our list of beliefs down your throat. That's not, that's not going to produce the fear of God before someone. Someone said that church, all it's interested in is money. Some people say they waste their money on missions, <laughs> thousands of dollars, and they send it overseas, just waste their money. Once again, that's not a thing for people to hear. That's not going to produce fear before people. What's going to produce the fear of God? All right? Just like it did in Joshua chapter 2. Oh, they heard that God moved and protected these people by getting them across the Red Sea. So what should people be hearing? People ought to drive by our church here and say, wow, you know, uh, oh, so-and-so goes there. Do you know his life got transformed? You know, he was full of booze or tobacco or drugs or sorry music or he was a thief or, or he just he, he watched pornographic stuff. And what's taking place? He laid that aside. God helped him. God turned his life around. Oh, Joe, you know, he goes to church there. I can't believe this took place in his life. Does that produce the fear of God in someone's life by hearing that someone had been transformed? Yeah, somebody whose life was a mess, <clears throat> now they had been transformed? I think so. Lives transformed. What else? We think about believers growing. Growing grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Believers growing. We have a young man in our church that came not too long ago through studying the Bible and having a love for the Bible that he's still single, reads his Bible, reads his Bible every day. He's a hard worker. As far as this young man is concerned, it wasn't too many days before we had him to come into the pulpit. You say, what took place? My friend, he took a few minutes and uh, took and used this book. He began to handle the Word of God as a minister of the gospel. You said, what are you saying? People grow in grace. Did you hear about happen, what happened with so-and-so? Uh, he went to that church and the Lord called him to preach. What does that do? Produces the fear of God in people's lives. I believe those things are important. People's lives are transformed. Believers are growing. Broken homes are mended. You know, they had a wonderful when someone will find themselves in a local church and they'll hear the word of God preached and God will deal with their heart. And my friend, they'll turn toward God and God not only does something for him, but God redeems and mends and puts back together again a home that was broken apart. Do you think people in the community would get excited about that? I tell you what, wouldn't necessarily get excited, but I tell you what it'd do, produce the fear of God in them because some of them that's not living right. You said, I ain't going to that church. You said, why not? I said, I ain't doing right. Boy, I go down there, I am afraid. That just scares me to drive by that place. That's the way it should be. The local church should represent the very power of God. And in doing so, it should produce fear in the lives of people. Not only that, but down at that church, what they do, it's not long before they open the Bible. What are you saying? I mean, they're going to open the Bible. If they sing, they sing about the Bible. As far as the Bible is concerned, they take some of the Psalms that's there, and they sing the Bible that's there also. And it's not long if you're in a Sunday school class, they say, take your Bible. 
And it's not long before the preacher, he'll get up and preach and he'll say a few things as far as introduction. And he said, take your Bible. He says, Bible, 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 you know. And it just scared. I've had people say, scares me to death. Just scares me to death as far as we thinking about being face to face with the Bible, you know. Not only as far as the Bible, you should preach the Bible, teach the Bible, sing the Bible. You ought to tell you ought to tell people what Bible you are using. A long time ago, when you said Bible, you just talked about the. We think about the King James Bible, you know. I mean, it's just the old book. We use the old hymnal, <laughs> old hymnals. He said, "You you sing those old hymns. We sing the old hymns, you know." You said, "What does it do?" produces the fear of God in people. Oh, people don't like hearing amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me because they don't think themselves a wretch. It just sort of scares them, you know. The old hymn book, the old hymns, and then the old Bible. Just open the Bible, preach out of that book, and people say it's almost like I read this book and it's almost like hearing from God. That's true. Some of the criticism that's taken by some of the folk that has put together some of the newer translations, they said it just sounds like people that walk up and down the street, you know. It just doesn't sound like God. I believe in opening this book and preaching from this book, and my friend, in doing so, it should put the fear of God before people. And then I like this. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Inside church services, my friend, what goes on there should produce joy. I'm not talking about entertainment and excitement that comes through just things of the world. I'm talking about people just saying, you know, isn't God good? God was so good to me last week. Oh, as far as trials, some problems that took place, I'm glad God got me through it. You know, isn't God good? God's so wonderful, you know, to hear that in the services, to hear it from people where you hear the joy of the Lord. And all it takes away from people that come in there that are just full of complaints. The local church represents the power of God. And it should, in your community, show forth the fear of God before the lost. Now until next week, the same time, this is Old Fisher Mund saying goodbye.